The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Saturday, April 10th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I'll be running this one solo. Uh, we have a pretty interesting docket on the on our hands again for another Saturday edition, two in a row. Uh, we have seven games here. Currently, as I do this very late into the on Friday night, uh, into the wee hours of Saturday morning, uh, we currently only have three spreads, and all three of those spreads are double-digit spreads. Uh with that said, it's likely that we're going to at least get a fourth spread of double digits and maybe possibly six of the seven games um, with double-digit spreads. Uh, three games that we don't have spreads for, Sixers at, Thun- or at Thunder, Wizards at Suns, Pistons at Blazers. Those could very well all go into the double digits. And the one game that I don't expect to be in double digits, Raptors-Cavs. Uh, is the lone early game that starts at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that we have one 8:30 Eastern Standard Time game, two at nine, and a a big three at uh, a late 10 p.m. start time. Uh, before we get into the slate, which should be fairly quick, um, I'm going to run down this one very quick, um, and I will say I'll do it like the guy Quill in the Mandalorian. I have spoken and. This one should be uh, fairly like 30 minutes or so. Uh, before I get into that, I do want to th- throw a quick shout-out to our guys over at MyBookie, uh, simply the best sports book around. If you're not using it right now, you can uh, definitely you can sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and get half your, your first deposit matched halfway up to 1000 Uh And if you are using it or if you aren't, also check out our HOOPBALL gaming division, which is crushing it right now, uh, and then... Use their insights and everything and help yourself get some more money uh, that you're hopefully getting with our insights over here at the DFS side. Um, But yeah, let's get right into this first game. The first game I alluded to was the Raptors at the Cavs. We do not have a spread for that one as of yet, uh, but we do have a fairly long injury report. Um, The Cavs and the Raptors, uh, for the Cavs, they have Jared Allen, Larry Nance, and Dylan Windler all out uh, for the Raptors. Freddie Gillespie, who just signed, is out. Jalen Harris is out. Patrick McCaw just got released. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is out. Paul Watson is out. Kyle Lowry and Rodney Hood are both questionable. Uh, Hood is expected to play. Lowry is leaning towards playing, but still have to see on that one. Uh, also, with the whopping spreads that I mentioned before, we have eight teams uh, of these 16 that are playing on one end of a back-to-back. Four teams on the back end, four teams on the front end. Uh, right now, the Raptors and Cavs are two of the teams on the front end of back-to-back. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, maybe Lowry sits one game, plays plays another one, because he is coming off a couple couple weeks of that foot injury. Uh, but let's get into this here. So on the, the Raptors side of the ball, if Lowry doesn't play... I think we can go back to Malachi Flynn. I know he disappointed in the last one. Uh, he's only 7 of 22 shooting in this last two games. Um, even with that, he still put up 29, uh, 
fantasy points. He still hit value and exceeded value, uh, even at this $600 price increase. Again, guys just, if there's no Lowry, they don't have another point guard. I know Bembry will be playing now. He's not really a point guard. I'm more point forward, but uh, even if Bembry plays, Malachi Flynn is, is still in play. And then with that said, if Lowry is also out, we can look to Bembry at 3,600 uh, for the reasons I just mentioned for Flynn. He would be the backup Sato point guard uh, and or possibly start again and should see around 30 or so minutes. <clears throat> um, but I do like Chris Boucher. He went off in the last game. 38 points, 19 rebounds uh, against Chicago in 36 minutes, took 24 shots. Can't expect that again. Nearly 70 DraftKings points, 69.75 DraftKings points. I don't expect him to put up another 38 and 19, but I do expect him to hit value here. He's going to be playing against a backup front court in the Cavs uh, without Nance and Allen there, and I expect him to dominate. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to put up a near 40-20 game and put you 70 DraftKings points, but I think he's easily going to ex- exceed value here, um, knowing that they are sort of limited, especially if Kyle, Kyle Lowry does not play it kind of forces Nurse's hand into having to start him. Uh, if Lowry plays, I'm a little, little less or more hesitant on him, but I'm still going to play him. I think that's just a very good price tag. Um, and yeah, those are the two guys I'm I'm looking at the most here. Uh, you can look at Siakam again at eight four. He's in play, but I'm not I'm not really going to go there. I like some other guys here. I think we have a lot of center options um, and some solid forward options on this slate in the mid-tier to low-tier, and that's where I'm going to be targeting a lot. On the Cavs side of the ball, no Jared Allen, no Larry Nance. Uh, We can go back to Isaiah Hartenstein. This guy is just providing value a lot. Uh, Without these two guys, I I don't like Kevin Love. I'm not going to play him, Uh, but Hartenstein's now 5K. Price is going up. But back-to-back games, over 30 DK points. He's seen 27 minutes in those two games. Yes, they were both blowouts. This might be a little bit closer, but even still, he's getting double-digit rebounds every time he sees over 25 minutes. Uh, he's scoring the ball pretty well. I, I would expect another 30, 30 DK points if he plays 25 minutes. He's a very good point-per-minute guy, and the Raptors' front court isn't anything to be scared about. Uh, he would be my favorite play on this team. And outside of that, I wouldn't mind looking at some Colin Sexton. I don't know how much exposure I'll have to him, but I think this is a pretty good matchup for him, especially if Kyle Lowry doesn't play. Uh, then this just backups at the guard position. Gary Trent, none of them are really known for their defensive tenacity. Um, and if Lowry does play, he might be a little bit limited also. So I think 7500 for Sexton, who's been scoring the ball very well lately, is a pretty good price tag. I'm moving over to the next game that starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so we have one game that starts at 7.30, and then we have that hour gap into the next game, and then half hours, and then we got two at 9 and three at 10. So uh, interesting to keep an eye on the news here. Hopefully we'll have most of it by this this game, uh, or if not, hopefully by the next game because uh, we do have a lot of late late games in this one. But this is the Lakers at the Nets. We have a 223 total, and the Nets are 12.5-point home favorites in this one. On the injury report for the Nets, we have James Harden, Tyler Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie all out. The Lakers have LeBron, AD, Jared Dudley all out. 
Alex Caruso, Marcus All, Kyle Kuzma, questionable. Those are going to be something you're, you're going to want to keep your eye out for. On the Lakers side, they are the away team, so I'll start with them. Uh, so Kuzma and Caruso, to me, are big. Not not so much Marcus All now that Drummond's in the fold, but Caruso and Kuzma are big. Uh, we know Kuzma's going to play a lot if he plays, and if he doesn't, it opens things up. Now we have Taylor Horton Tucker back. Uh, he was suspended in the last game. If Caruso and or Kuzma miss, he's going to have to see significant time. They're going to need some type of offense. Uh, the Nets are just an offensive juggernaut, and the only way to keep up with them is to score on uh, this team without LeBron and AD is having tons of trouble scoring the ball. Uh, so I would expect Taylor Horton Tucker to play. And whether it's a close game or a blowout, he should see the floor. Uh, they're going to need his playmaking. They're going to need his shot creation. They're just going to they're just gonna need him. So at 4,700, I really like him. Um, Andre Drummond is my other favorite guy on this team. 6,500. His price tag really it didn't move from the last game. And he played. Uh, it was his second game. In nearly two months, second game in nearly two months, on uh, the first game he got hurt and only played 14 minutes. But he played 27 minutes in this one against Miami, one of the best defensive bigs or defenders in general in the league against Bam. And he put up 15 and 12, nearly uh, or 38 and a half DK points. Uh, this is a much better matchup against a Nets team front court that doesn't have the size or the muscle to match up with Drummond and, and stop him from doing what he does best. Ah, uh, as long as he's staying at 6,500, he's just going to be like pretty much chalk in my lineups. That's the, just a fantastic price tag for a guy who is such a fantasy monster. Nah, so I'm going to play him a lot. I like Taylor Horton Tucker as well. Now, nah, those are the two favorite plays on that side. On the net side, I don't know how long this game stays competitive. I don't know how close it does stay because the Lakers do have trouble scoring the ball and the Nets, uh, as long as they have one of their big three in, they don't have any trouble scoring the ball. And they have Harden. I mean, I'm sorry. They have Durant. They have Irving in this one. I don't expect them to have much trouble scoring. I'm probably going to lean away from rostering Kyrie and Durant. Durant's probably going to be on a minutes limit. This game looks like it's going to get out of hand very quickly. uh, So there's no need to rush him in. Uh, Irving. He's teetering on the line for me, but being 10-4, he's a hefty price tag now, and I don't really want to pay that. Um, don't blame you if you did. If LeBron was playing this game, I think Irving would want to do a little bit more, uh, but I, I don't know how long this game stays competitive, so I'm leaning more towards Bruce Brown at 4-9. He should still see a solid amount of minutes, and I, I like Nick Claxton at 3-3. Three, three. Uh, his minutes have gone down, which is certainly expected now that they have DeAndre Jordan, who's really not playing anymore either, Uh, but they have Marcus Aldridge, who's starting. They have uh, Blake Griffin. They have Jeff Green. They're all getting big minutes at uh, center, and now they have Durant to take more minutes at power forward, so I don't know how many minutes Claxton sees, but the blowout potential in this game says he should see 18 to 22, and at 3,300 makes very good value here. Um, I just don't like I don't know how close this game stays, especially since they're home, that I don't want to spend 10-4 on Kyrie. But uh, if you went there, wouldn't fault you for it because he, it's still in uh, or against LeBron's team, and he's going to give a little bit extra here for however long he's out there for. 
The next game on the docket is a game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Sacramento Kings at the Utah Jazz. We do have a spread for this. The Jazz are 11.5-point home favorites. And of the three spreads that I currently have, this is the highest at 231. Uh, on the injury report, we have the Kings just have Marvin Bagley as out. The Jazz have Yudoka Azabuki out. Uh, Juwan Morgan probable and Jordan Clarkson as doubtful, not looking likely to play. On the Kings side, we'll start with them since they are the away team. I am uh, not really leaning towards playing anybody in this particular matchup. Um, I think it's going to stay slightly closer than the score indicates. And if it doesn't, then you got um blowout run for most of these guys. I think Luke Walton's just going to keep them on the floor for the majority of it um, and let them rack up uh, garbage time points. But I just don't like the matchup. They've been playing pretty bad. I think all their price tags are fear. And this matchup means I, I don't want to go there with fair price tags. I think we have some solid alternatives. So I'm not going to have much exposure to the Kings unless things change on the injury report, which I do expect to happen throughout the slate. It's it's the way Saturday goes. Uh, you see all this with the double-digit spreads, possibly six of the seven games with double-digit spreads, and eight teams on one end of a back-to-back. Uh, you can expect some people to try and get their guys some rest in this one. Uh, because we are, we do have a lot of really good teams against a lot of really bad teams in this for two Saturdays in a row, and it's crazy. So uh, last Saturday we had a lot of news that shook up the entire slate, uh, pretty much what I was saying on the podcast, and then all of a sudden it happened, and everything I liked kind of got they either stayed or just differed because so much changed that we didn't see, and I expect that to happen. Um, but if everything stays kind of normal, not going to really touch. Sacramento unless people on the Jazz just suddenly aren't playing. On the Jazz side though, I do like Donovan Mitchell. 87 or 8800, I think that's a fair price tag. Uh he's been playing very well lately. If this game can stay close, which I think will be more competitive uh for the most part and if he can play 30 plus minutes, I think he will extend uh his streak to three game three straight monster games because he had two back to back where he scored 41 and 37 actual points. Uh, he's going against the Kings, who are the worst in the league, or I should say the best in the league, to opposing shooting guards. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is primed and ready for uh, another really good matchup here. <clears throat> and uh, Joe Ingles is another guy I'm looking at. With Jordan Clarkson, doubtful. I think you can look at Ingles again. He's going to get extra minutes, going to be the lead guy off the bench. Um, pretty much the only offense off the bench. And at 5,400 against this type of matchup, especially if you think he's going to get a little bit extra run at that end of the fourth quarter or so, 5,400 is not a bad price tag to go for a guy who can shoot lights out. And then we have the next game, uh, second, the next game at 9 p.m. and the last game at 9 p.m. is the Philadelphia 76ers at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, The Sixers are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we don't have an injury report for them. And the Thunder have a long list. Uh, we have Lou Dort out, Josh Hall, Darius Miller just got released, Mike Muscala, Isaiah Roby all out. Uh, Ty Jerome is available. Uh, Darius Baisley is probable. And for some odd reason, they have Al Horford as available. On the official injury report, I don't know why, but we know that he's <laughs> he got sent home, so that just seems very weird. But 
Just letting you guys know, it says Al Horford is available for this one. Um, and uh, I would assume for the Sixers, we can just go with um, Joel Embiid is questionable. This is the second game of back-to-back, so I, I expect him to sit. Uh, and George Hill is out. He doesn't have a timetable to return. I will start with the Sixers. They are the away team. I would, wouldn't mind Joel Embiid at 10K. Uh, in this matchup, I just don't think he plays. So uh, I am going. I'm under the assumption that he's not going to play. And the people I'm going to look at are Tobias Harris at eight one. I think it's a little pricey. I like other options around there, uh, but he's one of the guys that is in my player pool. Uh, without Joel Embiid, this is a good matchup for him. He should get extra shot attempts, and uh, this is this is a matchup where he he, he can even play the three because they're playing. The Thunder play Pokemon a lot at the three. Um, if they needed to go big, Tobias Harris is going to play either forward spot, maybe even a couple center minutes, whatever uh, the case is, but he's going to be playing a lot as long as this game stays close. <clears throat> the next two options are right behind him. I like Dwight Howard at 4-7. I expect Joel Embiid to sit. Dwight Howard should play. Should play nearly 26 to 30 or so minutes. Anytime he does that, he's a double-double threat. Uh, 4,700, a double-double, is going to bring back value. Uh, and then he gets a couple blocks, a couple steals. I think uh, value is very easy for him to hit in this matchup, assuming Joel Embiid sits. Uh, then Danny Green. You can shoot, you can score on the Thunder. They're pretty good defensively, but they don't have... Uh, Pokemon is big and lankier. And while he is, uh, I think he's going to be very good. Right now, it's a little bit of a mismatch for Danny Green. He can find some open shots. Uh, and at 4,600, with no Joel Embiid, there's more shots to go around. Uh, so I like those three guys right there in that back-to-back-to-back, uh, back back, right underneath each other. On the Thunder side, we have a lot of people on the injury report, uh, but we have some people that uh, are interesting. Mentioned Pokemon already. I like him at 6K. He's going to play regardless of the score, uh, and he's been bringing back He's been hit or miss lately in the 20s. He had a game in the 40s and mid-30s. Uh, so I like him more so in, in cash if you just want a sturdy guy. Uh, not the huge upside in this matchup, but he gets hot. And I, and I kind of I think he's he, a solid play here. It's not a matchup that uh, really scares you. He has the size advantage against most small forwards. <laughs> I don't think any small forwards is as tall as him. Uh, he, he can dribble. He can shoot off the dribble. Um and then a couple other guys are like Darius Baisley. He's supposed to. He's probable for this one. He's only fifty five hundred. He might get his spot back in the starting lineup as a starting power forward. I don't know how many minutes he's going to have. Uh, that's something that we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, but assuming he's ready to play, it was his shoulder. It's not um, a lower body injury, so he could have stayed in shape. Uh, assuming he's ready to play twenty eight plus minutes, fifty five hundred in this matchup. Yeah. I'll take some shots at him. I think that's a solid uh, price tag for him, especially if he gets his starting power forward job back, which I believe he should. Uh, and then Ty Jerome, 4,200. Whether you, If you think this is a game's a blow, he plays a little bit more. Uh, if it's not, I don't expect him really to get um, Ben Simmons smothering defense. I don't think that Ben Simmons needs to be assigned on one person. He's just going to rotate and and go where he needs to go. Uh, at 4,200, he's a guy that 
you can look at it in this matchup. Uh, it's a price tag that's pretty solid. Uh, you're not overexposing yourself there. Next game is the first game at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Houston Rockets at the Golden State Warriors. Both of these teams are on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, so definitely we're going to keep an eye on the news. Uh, and, and this is the third game and the last game that we have a spread for currently. It is the Warriors are 10-point home favorites. Like I said, all three of the spreads that we have are in double digits. Uh, and the total is 228. Uh, but as you know, we have to keep an eye out for the injury report. Uh, for the Rockets, John Wall missed the game on Friday. Eric Gordon's out. Daniel House is out. Dante Exum was out. David Nwaba is out. Uh, we'll keep an eye on John Wall. He should be playing in this one. He rested, uh, so he should be good to go on Saturday. But then we have to keep an eye out for Christian Wood, uh, maybe Kevin Porter, maybe one of their veterans gets a day off or so. Um, so it's just the Rockets. <laughs> they change things up a lot and wood would be the guy that i'm looking at is if he sits or not uh, and then as i'm speaking right now they are currently in uh, the second half i think deep in the second half yep fourth quarter midway through the fourth quarter so maybe something happens between now and then uh, that somebody has to leave so a lot of variables in that one but as of right now i like john wall at 7900 i think it's a decent matchup uh he should be fresh he should be well rested ready to go and anytime he's playing, they need a lot of usage from him. Uh, and there's potential for even more usage, depending on if someone misses the game. Uh, but last game, he took 23 shots. I would expect him to take about 17-plus shots in this one, take a lot of shots. Uh, he's going to be going against Curry. It's probably one that he wants to show out for and prove to himself and others that he's still one of the best point guards in the league. Uh, so I think he takes that personally, and I really like him in this matchup at 7,900. Another guy I'm looking at, Kelly Olenek, uh, more so if Christian Wood sits, because then that's just a big boost for him. But if not, 6,200, uh, sometimes the Warriors do like to play small. He can play both center and power forward either way. Uh, but 6,200 is not a bad price tag for a guy who has shown the ability to top that. Uh, the last couple games, he 46, 30, 45, even his 30 is bringing back value. So I like him there to bring back value again. On the other side of the ball, the Warriors uh, will have to keep an eye out for Steph Curry. It is the back end of a back-to-back. He was coming off that injury. They rested him last time, so we'll see about that. Uh, but Juan Toscano-Anderson missed the last game. Eric Pascal, uh, Gary Payton the second, keep we're all out. But um, if Curry does play, I like him. 10-1, he's my favorite of the the high-priced guys, uh, one of the two. Him and, and the guy in the last game I'll get to, but I think Curry would be my favorite. I don't think this game is a 10-point spread. The, the Warriors aren't really blowing people out. Yes, the Rockets aren't the greatest, but now that they got a couple veterans in their lineup, they've been pretty competitive, so I don't necessarily see this game as a blowout. And If Curry plays, I think he's going to play the majority of the game. 10-1, fantastic matchup. No one really scares you on the Rockets. They play fast. They play loose. They play bad. Uh, so I really like Curry here. 10-1. Uh, you get a discount from some of the other guys over 10K, and you have more of a... Um, to me, I, I believe this game is a little bit safer from blowout territory. But we'll see what the injury report has on both of these teams. 
outside of Curry. Uh, <clears throat> I also like Draymond Green. Pretty similar. Uh, the Rockets are just a bad defensive team. You can pile up fantasy points against them. Like They play like the Wizards, who we'll get to later on. Fast, loose, and uh, they give up a lot of points. So a lot to like there for Draymond Green. And then James Wiseman, 5,100. We saw him get a nice double-double in the last game, which... Having said that, um, 13 points, 10 rebounds. He played 25 minutes. Started seven straight or eight straight games now. If that continues, this is a good matchup to take advantage of. Again, uh, only 5,100. He's teetering on the inside of my player pool uh, because I do like a lot of cheap cheap center options that I'll get to uh, even more so, but he's one of them that can be in there. And then the next game is the first, uh, the second game that starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Detroit Pistons at the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, we do not have a spread as of yet. Uh, both of these teams are on the front end of a back-to-back, so that's something to keep an eye out for. We do have an injury report for both. I mean, not for the Blazers, but we do have an injury report for the Pistons. Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Grant, Ronnie Magruder all out. Mason Plumley is questionable, and I expect him to miss this. Uh, Dwayne Casey said he has to go through a lot of protocols, and he does not have a timetable for him yet to return. Maybe that means he just doesn't know where he is currently. No one told him, and he returns tonight, but I ex- that sounds like he's not going to be able to play here. On the Blazers, we don't have anything, but Yusuf Nurkic was ruled out for injury management. So, big news there. Everybody else, assuming, is good to go. We'll start with the Pistons. Um, And again, we don't have a spread, but this could very easily be another double-digit spread with the Blazers being the home team. Um, We'll start with the Pistons since they are on the the away. And I like uh, quite a few people in this matchup. Uh, This, both sides of the ball is, I think this is the game that I like the most amount of people. I think every there's a lot of solid price tags here. You can go in multiple different directions, uh, and I think most of these people are going to be bring back value. Uh, Himade Diallo is the first one I'll go with at 5K. You see him and Josh Jackson. I don't mind Josh Jackson either, but I like Diallo a little bit better because uh, he does have that rebounding, and he tends to get some defensive stats as well uh, when he's not scoring the ball. Last two games were underwhelming, but at only... 5K in a solid matchup. I think he's going to see more than 17 minutes, the 17 minutes that he's seen in the last two games. I think it jumps back up. I mean, there's no Jeremy Grant. Uh, so it stands to reason that he would see more minutes. I know 17, that's what he saw in the last two without him. I'm not sure what, why that is, but I expect that to climb back into the high 20s. Uh, and at 5K, very good price tag. Second guy I like, Isaiah Stewart. Mason Plumlee, I expect to miss. Means Isaiah Stewart's going to draw another start at only 4,500. He gets the major, uh, Enos Cantor defense because Joseph Nurkic is out. He had himself a 16.13 rebound, four assist, double-double in the last game in 33 minutes. I expect him to play near 30 minutes again. Uh, and this is a very good matchup to take advantage of. And at only 4,500, he's one of my favorite value plays of the night. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. A um, couple other people I like. A lot of their point guards, Corey Joseph. <laughs> just saying his name, I'm like, ugh. But Corey Joseph, he's just playing. I played 32 minutes in the last game. I don't expect him to do 10 of 14 again. Maybe he doesn't play 32 minutes again either, but he 
dropped a, a career high of 24 points. Uh, best game that he's had with in, I don't know how long, but 24 and 7, maybe maybe ever, uh, against his old team in Sacramento. Not going to put up 40 DraftKings points again. Uh, but even before that, he put up 23 and 20 in uh, 19 minutes each, the two games before that. So he's bringing back value. And then two games before that, a couple games before that, 32, 29, 35. Uh, he's bringing value back, and he's only 4K, and he's getting minutes. Dwayne Casey's giving him some minutes. So um, he also, I was reading Dwayne Casey saying he likes to have two point guards on the floor at the same time. All that stuff going around. Yeah. Dwayne, uh, Corey Joseph's in my player pool at 4K, and then right under him, Killian Hayes, 3,700. He only played 21 minutes in the last one. Uh, I expect him to play around 20-something again, 24, 25, but 37. He's bringing back value. Uh, Dwayne Casey likes to have these multiple point guards on the floor right now, so uh, until that changes, we can keep going back to these guys 4K and under. And the last one, Dennis Smith Jr. He drew the start in the last one, and they won. They beat they beat the Kings on the road, and they effectively did not play Saban Lee. It was Dennis Smith Jr. who was getting uh, DNP coaches' decisions. Then he joins the starting lineup over Saban Lee. Saban Lee got the DNP coaches' decision, and they won the game. Uh, he played 27 minutes. He didn't have a great game. He only had 8 points, 4 assists, 15 DraftKings points, but 27 minutes at $3,400. Uh, yes, I very much like him there. If he's going to start, play again in this matchup, I expect a much better return on value. And I expect him to hit value and exceed it at 3,400. Really don't need much, but 25 points, if he's going to see 27 minutes, is very doable with some upside. So I like a lot of the guards. I like Diallo, and I like Stewart in this matchup. On the other side of the ball, uh, a little bit similar. I do like some people... Uh, some extra people in this matchup too. Um, I think you could start at with Damian Lillard, one of the better, one of my preferable payup guys, uh, 9,400. You're getting Dennis Smith Jr., Killian Hayes, Corey Joseph, three people who aren't the greatest at defense. So uh, Damian Lillard can have his pick of the litter. And without Nurkic, hopefully the game stays a little bit closer. Uh, so I like Lillard here to just have his way and, and, do what Lillard does in this type of matchup. Uh, also, Enos Cantor at 5,900. Gotta love him. Under 6K, no Nurkic. He's going to start. Should see about 30 minutes, as long as this game just doesn't go a massive blowout. Uh, very good price tag. One of my favorite mid, mid-tier guys on the slate. Uh, Robert Covington. No Nurkic means he gets more minutes at center, as the backup center. He's 5,700. Very good matchup. There's also no uh, Grant, so no starting... Um, they have no Grant, no Plumley, no starting front court on the other end. He's going to see more center minutes. Uh, it's a matchup that he can easily thrive in. Uh, Norman Powell also, 5,500. The Pistons can give up a lot of wide-open shots, give up a lot of points. Uh, Powell gets hot in a moment's notice, so another very good matchup. Uh, this is just a game environment that I, I that I like on both sides of the ball. Uh, Pistons are missing a lot of their big juice and have a lot of value with, with their backups getting more minutes and starts uh, and then the piss or, and then there's no starting center for the Blazers and they're going up against a team <clears throat> that is missing a lot of their best defenders. Uh, Delone Wright's not on the team anymore. Grant's not playing. Mason Plumley 
likely isn't playing. A lot of value in this game. And then I'll jump on over to the last game of the night. We have the Washington Wizards at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The Wizards are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we'll have to keep an eye out on the injury report for them. Uh, Bradley Beal's been dealing with a hip injury. He played the last couple games. He played on Friday as well. But um, back end of a back-to-back might not be able to go for that one. Daniel Gafford is out. And then we have Thomas Bryant out as well. Uh, For the Suns, we have an injury report here. It's just Abdel Nader is out. Uh, We do not have a spread for this one, but I also... As I've been alluding to, I expect this one to definitely be double digits. Uh, the Suns are one of the best teams in the league. They're at home playing the Wizards, one of the worst teams in the league. Put two and two together, probably 12-point spread. Maybe maybe even 13. Um, but we'll, we'll see exactly what Vegas says when this, this line comes out. Uh, we'll start with the Wizards. They are the away team. And... As I alluded to, we got to keep an eye on Beal's status, and hopefully we get it before 9. Uh, he's playing tonight. He played tonight, um, <clears throat> and the game is close against the Wizards. Right now, there's 30 seconds left. It's a one-point game. Uh, Bradley Beal played 29 minutes. Is he okay to play tomorrow, though? That's the thing. The, the hip injury on the back end of a back-to-back is going to be uh, a big thing there. <clears throat> but... Um, if he doesn't play or if he does play, if he doesn't play, I think Westbrook gets a little bit of a boost, and Westbrook's just bringing back value a lot. He's, he's scoring a lot of points, even though he's not doing, even if he's shooting bad from the field, he's still doing his triple-double self. I think he can still put up a triple-double in this tough matchup against a slower-paced team and against one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, he gets a little bit of a bump if Beal misses, uh, but he also runs, they also run the risk of getting blown out if Beal misses and limiting his run. So I'd rather have Beal playing and keep this game as competitive as it can for as long as it can uh, than if Beal misses and he gets extra usage, but they just get blown out. So I, I'm hoping Beal plays in this one. And then Westbrook makes for a better GPB play as well because people are going to see Beal and see his exorbitant 10.9 price tag and not really want to go there. <clears throat> uh, outside of him, I think Davis Bertans, who is also coming off an injury yeah, a couple games back now. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But um, he's been shooting the ball great lately. He's been shooting like his, his normal self. He played 27 minutes on Friday with a with couple seconds left. Uh, didn't shoot great, only took five shots. But before that, a couple games before that, doing pretty well. And only 4,300. Uh, you can see him getting extra shots in this game, seeing them being down and taking a bunch of shots. And another guy, strictly GPPs, don't love him. Just want to mention it, Alex Len, uh, the revenge game narrative, played for the Suns. They need a big body in this matchup, uh, so I'm just going to mention him there. Don't love it, but it's worth throwing that out there. But on the other side of the ball, the people that I like, Devin Booker. Uh, guy's been hot lately, and this is a matchup that suits his skill set uh, to a T. Uh, he's starting to turn it on in the wizard style of play, being fast and extremely loose. Uh, he can show off his diverse offensive repertoire in this matchup, and I think he will. Uh, so I really like paying 
near 9K for him. I know it, it's dropped a little bit in the last couple games uh, from the last couple games, but as long as this, he can see 30 minutes, this game stays close enough where he sees 31 minutes, I think he's going to take a bunch of shots and just cook in this matchup. <clears throat> Outside of him, uh, DeAndre Ayton at 6-7, not one of my, I mentioned a couple centers in that price range. He would be a little lower than uh, a Drummond or a Boucher, but the Wizards can't stop anybody in the front court. Uh, I mean, they can't stop anybody in at any position, but uh, their their center position is just brutal. They thought they had someone in Gafford gone, uh, just Alex Lynn. They're throwing Rui there, Robin Lopez. Uh, they just don't have anybody that can stop anybody. Uh, I know DeAndre Ayton's been super disappointing, and that's why I don't like him as much as the other guys. Uh, but if you're going to put in DeAndre Ayton at any type of matchup, this is one of those matchups that you throw him in there and let him hopefully do do work. But um, I do see the, the cause for concern on that one because there are other options, and he is DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and also Dario Saric, 3,600 backup center. This game could easily get out of hand very quickly, and Saric could play extra minutes and for all the reasons that DeAndre Ayton makes for a solid play, because they can't stop anybody, uh, Saric does too. He's going to play power forwards, backup center, and I mean, thirty six hundred. If you're just throwing darts out there late uh, for a big guy, he makes sense. <clears throat> all right, guys. Um, before I head on out of here, I uh, will throw out some of my favorite plays at each tier. Uh, we will start with the high price guys, the expensive plays. Um, I think my two favorites uh, are in that under that 9K, in that 8K range with Donovan Mitchell and uh, Devin Booker, who I just mentioned. I think both of them are going to. The only thing that'll stop them from having big games is the scoreboard. Uh, keeping them on the bench because the game gets to be a blowout. And that's something that we're going to have to live with on this slate with three games already in double digits out of the three spreads that we have, uh, and possibly six. I, I expect at least four, five is likely, six is likely as well. But uh can't bank on six, but I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow wake up and six of them are in double digits. Uh, so we'll have to live with that, but I think both of them are going to have big games, and they just have to see 32 minutes. Uh, in the mid-tier, just a bunch of centers. Again, just a bunch of centers. Uh, I think Drummond is my favorite. Drummond and, and Boucher, I'll throw in two. Um, 65 and 6,800. They're going against two teams that can't guard centers. A lot of teams can't guard centers on the slate, but they don't have the skill set as these two guys. Uh, Drummond at 6,500 in his... I'm not even going to count that Milwaukee game where he played 14 minutes, hurt his toe, and left. But So I'm going to count this as his kind of official first game in nearly two months against the Heat. He put up 38.5 fantasy points in 27 minutes. Didn't play for two months, nearly. He played 14 minutes in between in the two months in between, so... Uh, I can see him improving on that against 
uh, a non-BAM defense and against a Brooklyn Nets team where you can clean the glass. Same with Boucher, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast because that was the first game. He's not going to put up another near 40-20 game, but against the Cavs front court, whose two starters are out, he should cook. And hopefully if Lowry misses this game, he stays in the starting lineup. Or if Lowry does play, he stays in the starting lineup. I, I can't imagine Nick Nurse taking him out of the lineup uh, after that last game, but I've seen crazier things with Boucher this year. And for value, I think we have a lot of value here, but I'm going to go with uh, both guys on the Pistons, Isaiah Stewart and Dennis Smith Jr. I think uh, those are two of my favorite value guys. Isaiah Stewart should start again, have Enos Cantor's defense, no Mason Plumley. Dennis Smith Jr. started the last game they won on the road. He saw 27 minutes, didn't do great, but I expect that to happen again. 3,400, you can't get someone with near 30 minutes at, at that price tag. Uh, and that'll do it for the breakdown of the, um, the value plays there, or all the tiered plays. Thank you guys for listening, as always. And we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe Mike is on tomorrow. Um, and good luck on your... Your Saturday slates. And again, guys, Saturdays, uh, we're starting at 7.30 at this one, this, this first game. But there are going to be a lot of high spreads, uh, eight teams on one end of a back-to-back. So if you're not going to be keeping an eye on the news, um, it is the weekend. Maybe you have plans, maybe whatnot. I would just say tread lightly. Don't play a ton of money or just don't throw it a bunch of contests. Uh, or take the night off if, if you don't think you're going to – see any of the news because i i just expect things to happen and and people to miss that we don't know are going to miss and, and and so on and so forth uh, and that would be my best advice for you guys but thank you as always for listening and we'll catch you again tomorrow This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.